Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Wearing a shirt today really inspired me uh, that I got from SF or FS Farnham Street, which is a publication I've told you guys about a few times. Um, I would highly suggest that you subscribe. Excuse me, every uh, Sunday, early Sunday morning, you'll get a nice reading with just a bunch of snippets, quotes, thoughts. It's just, uh, it's a really good, it's a really good publication. F.S. Farnham, which I believe is F-A-R-N-H-A-M, but I think if you just put in F.S. Farnham, it'll come right up street, uh, is the name of the publication. I think you can get it for like, it's like 15 bucks a month, don't quote me, but it's worth it. But I had a t-shirt from them, and it says, Micro Actions, Macro Patience. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that sounds just like the concept that I talk about, which is aggressive patience. And it's funny how you'll see that all success, and we've talked about this before, all successful people say the same thing in just different ways. And, you know, the danger is, I think, uh, as a side note, is a lot of people that I know consume, 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 consume information. They go to talks. They listen to this guy. They listen to that guy. They read 50 books. And they implement nothing. (laughs) All 50 books say the same thing. And they get bored of it. All 50 people say the same thing and they get bored of it. All 50 podcasts say the same thing. They just word it a little differently and they get bored of it. Why? Because people want to hear an answer. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear something that'll tickle their ears. It's kind of like how people go to these big, stupid mega churches to hear about how their God wants them to be rich and have a prosperous life and feel good and and they don't want to go to the small Baptist church where the minister's telling you you're going to go to hell. You know what I mean? Because people want to hear what they want to hear. I, I, I cannot, if you're listening to me right now, I'm telling you all, everything that you need to be successful is in Andy Frisella's podcast only. Everything that you need to be successful is in Ed Milet's podcast only. Everything that you need to be successful is in whoever, name it, if you just picked one person and implemented what they said, you'd win. Because they all say the same thing. They just say it differently. Andy says it louder with more swear words than Ed does. But they talk about the same exact concepts. You will very, I can't remember a time where a highly successful person put a contrarian spin on being successful and in, in, in compared to other other people. Like I've never, the only book I've ever read that got me to think radically different was uh, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant, and that just taught me how to be more uh, efficient. He still talks about hard work. He still talks about sacrifice. He still talks about discipline. But that book, that book reframed and uh, resonated with me much more than other things I had read in my life. That book probably had the biggest impact on how I view the world and businesses. But they're all the same. It's all the same. 
you guys are shopping around for all these books and ideas. And I'm not saying don't read a lot of books. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't listen to a lot of podcasts. But as you're reading these books, as you're listening to these podcasts, as you're studying these people that you admire, how much of the information are you implementing? The world is owned and belongs to the implementers. It's very easy to be a listener. Okay, that here we go. Boom. Remember the 20%, 1% concept we visited the other day? 80% of the population is dog shit. 20%. <laughs> 20% of the population is slightly above average, and then out of that 20%, 1% are the high achievers, the world shakers, the people that like win, like win-win, big time. The 20%, the 80%ers aren't listening to podcasts, they're not listening, they're not reading books, they're not doing any of that. 20%ers are, I should say, I guess 19%ers. The 19%ers are listening. They're reading books. They're listening to podcasts, but the one percenters implement. It's like you've heard many times showing up is half the battle. I call BS on that. Anybody can show. That's ridiculous. That makes it. That's what average people say. Showing up is half the battle. <laughs> we made it here today, Jim, didn't we? I hear that all the time from these guys in the gym. They look the same as they now as they did two years ago. They're lifting the same weight. They're doing the same. It's great that you're there. That's a great step. That's a positive step. Awesome. Good for you. But if you want to take it to the next level, let's take it to the next level. 20% is showing up. 20% is paying attention. (laughs) The other 20% is actually taking notes and retaining the information for later consumption. 20% to 80%, 20 this is the 20 that brings us to 80, is going back and reviewing and studying the information and then the last 20% that brings us to 100 is implementation that's showing up ain't half the battle showing up is one fifth of the battle then you need to pay attention then you need to take notes then you need to go back and review and then you need to implement and I would argue there's another 20% on on that 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 takes you to 120% that seek feedback seek feedback when you learn a concept and you go to implement you should be seeking feedback from a mentor that you trust like if you're getting in the gym for the first time, that's very, that's got to be very, it's been so, I mean, I've been lifting my whole life. I don't, or working out to some degree my whole life. It's going to be a scary thing for somebody. And if you're just going in there and just winging it, man, it's, you're, you're going to hurt yourself. You're not going to make progress. That's why it's the best thing you could do is hire a trainer so that you could get immediate feedback on your form, immediate feedback on everything that you're doing and fully optimize your input. But I want to, you know, because you're all listening to me right now, I want to make sure that you are not falling into the consumption trap that you think you're making progress just because you're consuming vast amounts of info. One of my business partners came up to me. My rule of thumb is I only recommend uh, two to three books at a time. One of my business partners, and he's an implementer. I'm not worried about it. This ain't, this, this whole thing isn't about you, my man. Um, my business partner is very much an implementer. Uh, but he came to me and he asked, hey, what are five books uh, about leadership, business, etc.? And I said, let's just start with these three. Because five, I feel like that's been Even for me to read five books, I'd get my wires crossed a little bit. And I try to give him three books that would all follow. I gave him two from the same author and then the almanac of uh, Naval Ravikant. Hey, there's a mozzie just like mine with a Somalian driving it. That's suspicious. <laughs> Not that Somalians can't have uh, 
Maseratis, but most of them over here are refugees. Wonder what this guy's been up to. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a white Ghibli, just like mine, but mine's black. Um, speaking of, shoot, I gotta pick my car up. That's crazy. Uh, I completely forgot my car has been ready for like a week. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to have to make sure that you are being an implementer. Have to make sure that you're being an implementer. It's too many people. It's too easy to fall into the trap of just thinking that consumption is enough. Consumption is a very small, small part of the battle. It's a great part. It's a huge step in the right direction, but it's a very small part. So back to the t-shirt. Uh, what's it say again? Macro. Oh, Micro actions, macro patience. Micro actions, macro patience. What do you think that means? I want you to think and maybe even pause because I'm going to talk about what it means here in a second. But I want you to think about what that means. Micro actions, macro patience. And how does it relate to the concept, if you've been a listener for a while, of aggressive patience that I speak on very frequently? So, the little things that we do daily, the little disciplines, I just talk about the gym a lot because that's the easiest thing to conceptualize. Go and getting up, same time, every day, same healthy breakfast, same amount of water, same time at the gym, same workout, strenuous workout, same diet, same, you do these little tiny things, like eating breakfast isn't some massive victory, it's a little thing hitting 11 reps instead of 10 isn't a massive crazy thing that happens it's just it's a little thing making sure that you have a good good healthy dinner of steak and sweet potato and rice and a veggie if you want whatever I don't know I'm not a big veggie guy but that's not a huge it's not like an earth-shattering victory it's a little thing but what happens is these little things compound and compound and compound as you do them day after day, week after week, month after month. You start to see results. And that's why macro patience, big patience is required. Because the results that we want to see do not ever come overnight. There's no get rich quick. There's this new, there was like this serum that was out that was like a, It'll, it'll melt fat off your body and now come to find out it like causes like really bad cancer. Like you can't, there's no shortcut. Like, like when we talked about women's fitness the other day, women want to get these big juicy booties. Okay. So what do they do? They go get Brazilian butt lifts. What, what's the consequence of that? Well, you can't sit down. I don't know how you poop. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't want to know what the recovery process is. But it's like one of the more dangerous surgeries that you can get of any cosmetic or normal surgery. Like, you know how many people die getting BBLs? Many, many women have perished in that process. It's what happens when you shortcut nature. You want to get a big, fat, juicy dude. <laughs> big, fat, juicy. Uh, I'm just thinking of a more respectful word. Booty is what I would do if I were you. If I were a woman and I wanted a big old butt, I would lean up. I would get really lean, muscular. Not like in 
there's there's certain amount of muscle on a woman that's like healthy. There's go every woman's different. Some women are healthy with a six pack. Others they had to do a lot of unhealthy things to get there. Like my friend Emily, who I sponsor as a powerlifter, has got abs, and she doesn't do anything abnormal to get them. It's very natural on her physique. Other women have to take Anavar and all this other crazy stuff to, you know. So this is what I would. This is what I would do. If I wanted a big, fat, juicy booty as a woman, I would get super lean, as lean as I could comfortably get without being unhealthy. So I would be very strict. I'd operate at a caloric deficit with a very high-protein diet. Um, And I would lift heavy. I would lift heavy. None of this Stairmaster for 47 miles nonsense. Like, I'm going to be in there lifting weights, Operating at a caloric deficit, meaning I'm I'm burning more calories than I'm taking in, eating a very high, high protein diet until I could see muscle building and fat melting. That's my base. I'm going to build a really nice base. So you, you should start to get a muscular butt from doing this, but the muscular butt isn't always the biggest butt. You see some girls with some very big muscular butts, but... And I'm not saying this, and I'm just—it's just a—it's an observation about a body part. Okay, grow up. You think we're talking about butts on his podcast? And we gonna throw that in? <laughs> just see some retard clipping that out. Yeah, you know who you are, dingus. Anyways, so these—you—I've <laughs> uh, seen some big muscular butts, but that's—I think that's more genetics than anything. So what you do is you build your base. You lean out. And that's probably going to take six months to a year. Oh, I need it quicker. Well, too bad. Go go get a BBL and die. How about that? So <laughs> it's probably going to take six months to a year for you to really lean out. I think you could do it in six months if you're hyper-disciplined. If you're hyper-disciplined and hitting it six days a week, lots of squats, RDLs, uh, lots of RDLs, lots of uh, the things where you like hump the weight up in the air. You know, those booty builders right there, I'd be doing a bunch of those, and I would build a really nice base of muscle on my ass. And then, bulk. Then I'm going to go into the opposite of a caloric deficit. Then I'm going to bulk. Not dirty. I'm not going to start slamming Big Macs. I'm going to start adding way more carbs. I'm going to start adding way more fats to my diet. I might cheat, add in a couple cheat meals a week, and I'm going to put on, not fluff, maybe a little bit of fluff. Just a little bit. And dude, I bet you, you'd have a wagon. You'd have a wagon. If I had to build a butt, if somebody had, if somebody was like, Mike, here's $5 million. If you could take a woman and build it a butt on her, that's what I would do. Like if they said, all right, Geneva's already got a big old donker. So I, I ain't worried, but I'm just saying. Like if somebody was like, you got to take your wife and make her butt even bigger, that's exactly what I would do. $5 million on the line, boom. Let's lean up, build a nice base of muscle on that rumpy dumpus. And then uh, let's boom. We're gonna we're gonna bulk. We're gonna bulk. We're gonna up the calories. For a woman, I'd probably go to like mm, twenty eight to thirty two hundred calories a day, depending on her weight. Maybe even more. You know, really push the limits. But you don't want to you don't want to get fat. You know what I mean? But that's why you keep training hard, dude. If you train really hard, you're you're always gonna be a little like I got a little bit of fluff, but I eat whatever I want. <laughs> if I want to cheat, I cheat. You know what I mean? If I want a piece of pizza, I'm going to eat a piece of pizza. But normally, I'm very disciplined. I avocado, steak, honey, fruit, 
That's literally all I eat. <laughs> Eggs, obviously. You guys see the meals I post online. It's either bison, it's liver, it's bison steaks, deer steaks, uh, beef steaks, bunch of eggs, avocado, bunch of fruit, honey. That's what I live off of. And water with salt. That's it. And I'm, two, I'm 240. Full, I'm probably like 243 right now and I got a six pack. Now, if I were to lean out, I'd probably look like an absolute animal freak of nature. But there are a couple things on my body that I need to get bigger first for me to look proportional, and it's my legs. I have very bad genetics with my legs. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I've got a, the Russets have very skinny legs. It's just how we're built. So, mine are getting bigger, but before I lean out, uh, I want to make sure my legs are bigger because I said I was going to cut to 215. And I started to cut weight, and I got my own head looking in the mirror at my legs. I'm like, dude, my legs are going to look so skinny and proportional. I'm very upper body heavy, but my legs are super strong. I could squat so much weight. Um, I could deadlift so much weight, uh, but they're just genetically, I'm genetically predisposed to having smaller legs. But anyways, all that goes to say. So we talked about a lot today, huh? We cramped a lot in here. Now the girls know how to build a butt. And I could be completely wrong about that. I just, I don't feel like I am. I feel like that's exactly how I would do it. You got all these exercise science nerds out here that are like, they've got these crazy concepts and workouts and like, when it's optimal, 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 opti optimize this. I'm going to deadlift your, your, I'm going to rep your bench, your deadlift on bench. How about I optimize your deadlift with the bench? You little 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 science nerd you little dork flick you on the bridge of your nose <laughs> it's not optimal <laughs> you see these guys all the time they confuse people it's so easy man go lift some heavy ass weight and eat a lot of protein it's not it's it's not hard and that's the biggest thing i hear from people is i can't gain weight these guys all right guys listen we talked about this too you want to get big and strong you need to eat 5,000 calories a day there's no other way around it. Well, I'm not hungry. I don't want it. Well, guess you could start keep looking like some poorly drawn cartoon character for the rest of your life. That's on you, champ. You got to eat. You got to eat. You have to eat. Boys, men, if you're listening to me, 5,000 calories a day if you want to get big. Dude, these bodybuilders out here eat like someone were eating close to like 8 to 10, which is crazy. Crazy. You just eat all day. These guys, literally, you see them. They, uh, there's, I follow a bodybuilder on Instagram. He's a beast. And, like, it, when he goes to work, his truck, the whole back seat is full of meals. Whole back seat. He's got, like, three coolers full of meals for an eight-hour shift. That's If you want to get big, big, like these guys, that's how much you get. you got to be eating all day, every day. Your body's a machine. Your body can't create something out of nothing. So, like, uh, what a lot of guys will do is they'll go to the gym and they'll start to lift, but they don't adjust their diet. They don't increase. Like, it's a different thing if you're going to the gym to lose weight. Then, yes, you should actually make dietary changes and eat less, possibly, or eat more of the right things. But if you're trying to gain weight, gaining weight is harder than losing weight. A thousand percent. It's It would be way easier for me if somebody said, you need to bulk to 280, which is... <laughs> really heavy on my frame or cut to 215 gaining weight's way 
Wait, what did I, I just said the opposite. Okay. It would be much easier for me to cut to 215 than it would for me to bulk to 280. That's a lot of weight. It's a lot of weight. I can't even imagine. So getting bigger is, is tougher. And you need to eat. Like, you can't just go to the gym and start lifting. And, like, that's like, okay, I built this three-story unit of condos over here. I'm going to take the same amount of materials that I used to build this three-story building of condos and build a six-story. How? <laughs> How? Well, we're going to work really hard. <laughs> you can work... You can work your guys to the bone 24-7. When they get to that third story, there's going to be nothing left to build with. That's what you're doing, skinny. You can lift all day. Yeah, you'll start to lean out a little bit, but you're not going to build muscles. Muscles. If you want muscles, you must eat the food. You must eat the food if she wants the muscles. I don't know. How many more languages? Do I need to tell you guys this? You need to eat food. Food. You have to put the food in your mouth and chew it and swallow it and stop being a pussy. That's my song. <laughs> okay. I'm at the gym. Now you know. Girls, you can grow a big old butt. Boys, you can get big. All right. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. Let's get it. Have a good day.